Welcome to the Thunder Buddies podcast with me, DJ Bobby B. You're about to hear a conversation about Bootcamp UK Gosport between myself and Pete, and then the park owner at Gosport, Dan Turner, as well as one of his members, Andy Carter. It's a great conversation covering how Gosport started up, its culture, its military influences, and finishes with a tribute to one of their members who recently tragically passed away. As always, we're always looking for feedback of how to do this podcast better, although remember we are running this on almost no budget. So if you you think there's anything we've missed, anything you can think of, uh, please message me directly and uh, we'll have a conversation. We're going to get into it now, straight into the chat about how Bootcamp UK Gosport started. Sit back and enjoy. I come down to sessions for you, didn't I, before... Uh, do you remember when it was in Gosport and I was with Bob and Turn and, and yeah, that's where yeah, I did yeah. my toe into it and stuff. I went and run sessions for for Dan so that and, and obviously it's, it's the it's the biggest establishment down here. Yeah. Honest. So when did you open it? When did I open it? Mm. Two, so I left the army two thousand sixteen. Yeah. And then I had well, it started off when I was a PTI in Borden, uh, phase two depot. I was taking recruitment training and I met a guy called Gaz Kennedy. Who worked for a, another company? I won't say their name. And, worked, yeah. and I, I, I was at uh, I was at the unit as well, don't I? Because I used to see your van kicking about. Yeah, yeah. So, so me and Gaz worked for them. Gaz wrote me in. He, well, I I got into the outdoor fitness game just by chance because um, Gaz couldn't do a session one day, and I got asked to cover. Mm. And it was in Basingstoke, so I went along. And I said I'll cover it. So I went along and did this class at Basingstoke, and then I just ended up getting embedded with this other company year or so down the line what happened then was the well you know I won't say his name but the guy who owned it you know wasn't paying us properly wasn't coming through with t-shirts and stuff that clients had ordered and you know to put it bluntly they were a bit um, miffed with him so what happened was they came to me and Gaz and said look like we all want to leave but we're invested in you two if you go out on your own then we'll follow you so we tried to come to turn. Well, we tried to come up with some sort of deal, and it was just like to no avail, and we just kept getting ignored. So in the end, we just cut ties, started up what's called Elements OMF, which is okay. Elements Outdoor Military Fitness. We ran that in Basingstoke, and I ran that when I was at Borden with Gaz as a PTI. Then Borden, and then I, I, my rugby league career. I got, I was, I'm knocking on the door for the army team at the time and training, and that was. That's taking. a northern sport. Yeah, I know, I know, it's strange. <laughs> anyway, so I was playing it for the Remi and all and all the games kept falling on days I had classes and it was getting to the point where I, it, I didn't really have time to do the outdoor fitness. So I just handed it all to Gaz and he carried on with it because he was getting out of the time. And then they moved the training from Borden and they moved it to Lynham. So I had, I had no choice. I couldn't do it anyway. Sure. So. You say yeah, Gaz was getting out of the time. Gaz has been getting out for about 18 yeah, months. Yeah, Gaz has, been, <laughs> Gaz has been promoted, demoted. I've never known anyone to be so highly yeah. decorated. Like, the guy's got a Queen's commendation for bravery under fire oh, well, in, a, in a firefight. And then on the other hand, his discipline record is just ridiculous. <laughs> um, so if you're listening, Gaz, we love yeah. you. But yeah, he, so anyway, he carried on with that. And I just kept that at the back of my mind. It was on the back burner. Um, I went to go on course, PT course selection. And what, what Pete did, I got deferred. Still for reasons which I don't really agree with. I was too much of a grafter and not enough of a leader, apparently. And they wanted me to go back. And I had every intention. However, I just didn't. Um, but yeah, anyway, I moved. I moved. I moved along to Lynham when it moved from Borden, uh, doing the same job, taking recruits. And I just got to the point where I hit ten years that I'd served. Um, you know, I, when I was playing rugby league for the army, it was class. Um, I was like, coach, I was captain of the academy, 
one oh. in the services with the academy and then on the back end of that I'll, I'll get I got into the first team and I was like starting first team you know I, I was ecstatic when I was playing rugby but then when I was at work I was miserable and it was getting to the point where on a Sunday night I just didn't want to go Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I'd lost my discipline at work I was turning up to work unshaven I was turning up late just lost all interest in it which isn't me I was at a point where I wasn't married and I haven't got kids still but I thought I haven't got I haven't got kids I'm not married yet I'm not financially locked because um, I'm sure Pete will tell you yeah. we all know blokes are miserable in the army because they've got three or four kids yeah. they've got no choice yeah. so they have to stay and they can't take the risk whereas I was at a crossroads where I thought I either leave now and take the risk or I stay in and then I'm locked and then I, I always wonder yeah, what be, if be, be fun on that I was, uh, I was at the same so I was at Lyon with Dan at the time uh, and I could I could see him deteriorating as well, and I, you know, and I, I think that he made a uh, it was a big big decision at the time, wasn't it? Yeah. Because um, but you you weighed up the, the pros and cons, and um, our cha- our chain of command weren't the best. At that yeah, time. it wasn't good, and I I I'm a really big personality. I'm sure you know. Yeah, yeah, sure yeah. I, yeah, and I, I yeah, that's an understatement of the century. But I did, you know, I'll. I'll Quickest way to the point is a straight line with me. Yeah. Unfortunately, that gets me in trouble. That gets me in trouble a lot. And I and I really, really clashed with our boss at the time. And I didn't get on with certain people that worked in there. But yeah, so I, I left. Um, you know, and the only thing that was keeping me in at that time was rugby. Yeah. Uh, but it wasn't a bigger. I wasn't getting like paid to play rugby. I was only doing that as part of my job. Um, I left and I went into the reserves for a year. Okay. And I milked it for rugby. Like I pretty <laughs> much just got paid to play rugby league until I got I got found out. They were just nice. like, "You're not coming to anything extra." Right. Like we don't even know who you are. We've never seen you. Um, so I just as soon as I had to get back into green kit and shave my beard off, I just left. <laughs> um, and I just was, hung it up. And you know, I was saying to Andy, I was like, I knew I'd miss rugby league. I knew I would because you can't play it to any sort of level down there yeah, yeah, in, yeah. in Portsmouth. Then, um, yeah, then I think I was the only exist. southerner on the rugby, on the league team at one yeah. point. It's all kick and clap, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it is. And you can't play to any sort of level. And I knew that I'd miss it, but I didn't realise how much I would miss it. And yeah. I tried getting back into Union, and I just... It's like going from playing checkers to playing chess. <laughs> so why league over Union in the first place? Uh, I, don't want to, well, I don't know how to put this without offending people. Union you can be good at by being big and heavy. Yeah. Let me put it that way. <laughs> league... If you can't tackle and you you've got no bottle, you'll get found out yeah. straight away. By the way, if you yeah. offended anybody at any point, I can send it out. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't no, matter. I'm trying. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm taking Pete's diplomatic approach. It's kicking the egg. Rub, 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 been kicking egg rub, rub, fifty yards. You've, yeah, you've, you've got but it's it, rugby league. I, I say it all the time. You watch it on TV. You, you you give me one bloke there that isn't an absolute athletic machine. Yeah. Um, and then you watch Union and it's, you know, not so much in a higher le- level, you know, but just, you know, it's, but, it, it's, it, it's a sport. It's a warrior sport and that's why I loved it. It's, it's nice. Loads of contact, you but, know, always, always scrapping. It's just brilliant. It was one, one thing that, it was a massive release for me and that was the biggest thing I found. I didn't have a release anymore. No. And I was struggling to find that. Yeah. Union South of the Watford Gap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But we, me and Dan have lined up in the same rugby team, haven't we? I imagine you. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, oh, yeah, he's got his yeah, everything. No, I'll put, um, but 
Well, we, we lined up in the same touch rugby team in Afghan, mate. <laughs> <laughs> we did, and even that ended in yeah, a that, brawl. that ended up in brawls and fights and stuff yeah. like that. Like, but, yeah. um, oh, we've gone off track a little bit. We're uh, talking, about, talking about Bootcamp UK. Yeah. Well, so anyway, I, um, I'd always kept the outdoor fitness thing on the back burner. And when I left the army, I was so lucky that this job in the civil service came up for Marchwood, which is where okay. 17 Port and Maritime are. Um, as the civil service PTIs. So for those of people that don't know, in, in the training establishment, um, they employ civil servant physical training instructors to okay. fill PIDs, which would be filled by a core man. It's a way of saving money and it's a way to get continuity because yeah. you know, when Pete was saying on the last podcast, like you'd go somewhere, you'd be there two, three years and you move on. You can't yeah. really put your roots anywhere. So that job come up and I applied for it and I was really lucky to get her. I think I went for that job. I went for my final interview for that job um, the day I officially left the army. So I went out of one peg, just doing to another, and it was doing exactly the same job, just without uniform, none of the, none of the um, ball that you have to put up with, and I had a beard. Um, <laughs> and I thought, you know <laughs> what? I said, I'm going to start up the outdoor fitness stuff in Gosport. So I thought I spoke to Gaz and I said, do you mind if I do an elements OMF in Gosport? Because me and him started it together, he was like, yeah. no, crack on, do it. So I set it up, and I ran it independently. And after about a year, I started getting headhunted by Jay De Silva, who owns Bootcamp UK, because I knew him from times gone by. And at the time, it was called Parafit. And he kept saying to me, like, come over, come over, like, I won't charge you a franchisee fee, blah, blah, blah. Like, and, I, and I was too proud at the time. Okay. And I was like, oh, I can do it on my own. And he was like, honestly, do it, do it. And they kept saying to me, like, eventually there's going to be one near you and you won't be able to keep up with marketing. Um, after about a year and a half, two years, I went for a beer with Gaz. I can't remember. I think I went to a birthday party. Me and him had a bit of a sat, sit down about it. And he convinced me to do it. And I'll tell you what, and I'm not even, I'm not, um, I'm not bigging it up here, but I wish I'd done it like three years prior. Oh, wow. Because it was as soon as I'd done it, it was a switch flipped and my client base went from like, but it's all, twenty it's all, to fifty in the space of three months. But it's also the um, the well, obviously all the instructors that that we, we share information and and like we work together and yeah. especially me, with me and Dan like me and Dan like you know we'll go after each other and put stuff on which is which then puts which adds value to everyone you know because you can't like if you do it yourself and try and keep it all yourself then there's only limited amount of stuff that you yeah. can do. Yeah, you know? and everyone has their different niches and their people yeah. are good at different things like. Prime example, I'm sure we'll come on to it later on, is, you know, Pete's really good with the Blanchard Trophy, with the challenges, the scoring system, the IT stuff. I mean, you've seen our presentations. He puts these things yeah. together. I can't do that. <laughs> but where it comes to boot fest yeah. and putting things in place, that's where my, my skill set comes skill in. Set comes in yeah. like my organisational stuff. Because everyone knows that Pete's attention to detail is absolutely <laughs> terrible. <laughs> <laughs> They turned up here 15 minutes later. So it's it's just, yeah. So I I did that and I came on and with with the market and everything, it's just come on leaps and bounds. And I've had it now for six years and I've never looked back. And it's the best thing. It went from being a side gig to something that at one point was making like nearly three times my... Oh wow! Yeah, like that was at like the height of it, like when you know when we all the gyms were shut and we had. Like, I remember, yeah. I, I remember sometimes like I said to Pete, sometimes you don't, you get so caught up in what you're doing and you're so busy, you don't take a chance to stand back and look at what you've actually created. Mm. And a really, really big moment for me was, it was one class in August last year, 
I stood back and we had 172 people on one session and I was like this is ridiculous yeah. and you know it's, it was like a music festival in the middle of the park <laughs> and you killed most of them for it yeah exactly <laughs> well, you were around at that time and, 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 and as I say Rob coming from a, a client's perspective you saw it build up you know we had a little patch in the rugby club that we used to just wear out didn't we yeah <laughs> you know, it, was a good, you know, it used to be the training ground for the kids and we just we ran the grass to mud it was like a <laughs> And that's why people used to go. It used to be fun rolling in the mud in mid-November, yeah. minus five degrees, you know. <laughs> wetter the better, we say at Gospel, because there's, there's nothing better than going back home for a hot shower and yeah. you just shriveled up, you know. But, <laughs> so much Dan's time has built up has been superb, you know. There's was, there was like a, a core 20 or 30 people, I think. Yeah. You know, and then it just got bigger and bigger. The equipment got better and better. Yeah. We had to move areas because... You know, we'd, let's say we'd worn it out, we'd worn the area out. Wasn't enough room to train on, was it? No. We had no. to split the, split the groups down into four groups, didn't we? And, yeah. Well, didn't you, sorry. Yeah. And it was just, it was great to see. Was that part of, Watching the clientele grow and some of the, the clientele out the depth, you know. Yeah. The, the, to Bootcamp UK brings it all together. You know, yeah. it shows you you can cross that limit. There's, there's, you know, there's nothing you can't do. You know, you, you, you the Blanchard Trophy. Yeah, I'm not yeah. Back yeah, no, 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 no. It's fun. You know, you're getting girls flipping tires. You yeah, know, yeah. You, the, the, they've got best nails you've ever seen in your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, some of them are nail technicians, aren't they? Or, or, or go along yeah. to Dan's missus and get the nails yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. There was a sideline. It's like yeah. Anderson, and, like, Anderson, me and Pete were talking about this the other day. Like that strongman event. You know, I, I take my fitness for granted, and I'm sure that Pete yeah, does yeah. as well. That's nothing. Well, I'm not saying it was nothing to us. It's like something that we can just go down and do because we used yeah. to doing it. But for other people, that's their Everest. Yeah, 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 yeah. And for sure, you know, you know, just keep, just them getting out and just doing it. Like irregardless, I know we we put a point system up there, and it, all that is to do is to to create a team ethos. So like we're gospel together, so everyone's going to go and do it. We're going to score points, yeah. Because if we said, right, we're just going to run a, we're going to have a go at doing strongman events and come down and give it a go, and people are like, oh, I can't bother doing There's that. no accountability. There's no accountability yeah. and there's no ethos. I, I, I'm you know? surprised with the people that have turned up to me. Yeah. The, yeah. the meekest, the, the quietest, men and women, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. And just to give it a go. Yeah, that's what you're saying. Once they do it once, they're yeah. in for the next one, they're in for the next one, and it's super to see. Yeah. My, and Sammy, my, my wife, well, well now why, that seems so weird. <laughs> are you used to it yet? Yeah. yeah, no, not really. So my wife, Sammy, she, <laughs> she is a prime example. She always had this attitude of something was too hard or looked too hard. She'd be like, I can't do that. Yeah. Outright. No, not doing that. Can't do it. No point. Now, because of the stuff, this Blanchard trophy, she looks at things now in a different perspective. She goes, you know what? I'm going to give that a go. And if I can't do it, I can't do it. Yeah, but I've given it a go. And I think Billy Price said something on that podcast that really, really resonated with me. And I was in the kitchen last night cooking. So Billy Price, if you're listening to this, mega, unreal. You know, he inspired me. He inspired me. I wouldn't have done a 10K. I'm blaming Billy because I wouldn't have done a 10K run yesterday. (laughs) He said said something like, he said, if you you had to run a marathon, life or death or whatever, he goes, you'd be able to do it. He goes, Mm. but it's all about wanting to be able to do it. And that was something I thought, that's just such a good statement. And I think that embodies um, embodies everything that's going on with the Blanchard Trophy. Like, you know, people are just... And I, and I love seeing I love seeing people achieve. It's such a warm, fuzzy feeling. And you, you can see with the clients as well, you know, they normally shy away from the heavy stuff, and now they're going straight for the... Yeah, yeah just with, with that as well, like, you know, like the, the gospel guys, the gospel guys that come down, like, they... Um, 
there's a few new ones that come down as well. Yeah. On the last one, and they're that really good team ethos. Everyone said they're getting get involved in the community, and it was really nice to see in that. And like we've got some really big plans for for that next year. Like um, I want to I want to do some really really big and better events. We're looking at modern pentathlon. We're looking at a dragon boat race. I get the impression there's a bit of a rivalry between navy and army. Is that something that? There can be. I mean, we've got we've got quite a few army guys up there at the moment, haven't we? Yeah. But it is mostly navy, and but there is still that rivalry within the camp. You know, you still <laughs> still the banter that goes on, and that that kind of builds up. That you see the people who are not military kind of joining in with the, the banter as well. You yeah. you can spot someone who's military yeah, a mile yeah. off yeah. just follow the way they carry himself. Yeah. I mean, we've got all three, haven't we? Yeah. We got what? Well, we got well, one, one one solo RAF. Well, Rog, 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 Rog he, bless him. Is he looking after the game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Has he not been kicked out yet? No, no, no. no, no, no. no, no. He he's old and it's strong. He's a bit dirty, bless him. You mentioned. Andy, in, in some of our, our pre-check that you played sports when you were in the forces. Can you yeah. tell us a bit about that? Oh, you're very lucky in the forces. I, I joined at 16. I, I played quite a good standard of football and, believe it or not, basketball. Once oh, wow. So, so I represented... You're not game. particularly tall. <laughs> exactly. I was the smallest point guard in the world. I played for uh, uh, Doncaster and I played for the county as well at basketball. I couldn't dunk, but I could throw three pointers. Fine. Uh, and football, I was a really good standard as well. And as in, um, I got a chance to go to Loughborough, believe it or not. Okay. But, but uh, my father being northern, I was really wouldn't let me go to university. <laughs> oh wow! So the armed forces are nothing. So I come from a family of seven kids, um, three bedroomed house in a council estate in Grimsby. Oh, wow. Yes, twin with helmet. Twin with helmet. One road in, one road out, <laughs> and snipers all the way along. <laughs> no, 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 no. I couldn't tell if that was a joke or if that was yeah. a legit. No, no, it's true. You go yeah. in and it. it uh, I've, like, got, I've got a few mates from like Cleethorpes oh, and stuff. Oh, like, they, 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 uh, they paint a really good picture of it. Yeah, I, I bought my house just behind Lundell Park, which is Grimsby Town Football Club, uh, so I knew there always been police around there on Saturday. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was fine, never been. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the choice was armed forces or going to Dolan in the 1980s, so I joined oh, wow. in 1980. Yeah. And uh, my father pushed me into the Royal Navy. And what, what did you do in the Navy? He, I was a radio, radio operator. Oh, okay. Yeah. My dad was a fisherman radio officer at that time so he made me go radio so so what um where where did you because there's quite limited postings and stuff oh it? there's plenty of postings i wanted to be a pti and I got, yeah this is where it goes wrong because i got conned at the careers office yeah. because okay. i said i want to be a pti he said do this job because you'll go straight in you'll go within six months you'll be joined up yeah and then you can cross train yeah. well, they always get that little yeah. did I know that they were so short you couldn't cross train from yeah. that branch so I well, had to stick out that's what he said to my brother when he said no go in as a submariner yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah absolutely yeah, you you're going to see the world yeah. that's like yeah. Yeah. there you go mate so, have yeah. that yeah. he said no you can transfer it's fine you can transfer across yeah. yeah it's like anything in the armed force if you play sport you, you, you kind of shine a little bit and you get as much time off as you want for sport and all through my career, I was very lucky that whenever I wanted to play sport, I played sport four times a week, uh, game at a weekend if I wanted a game at a weekend. So there's always something on. Yeah. And then you come to your retirement, and then you find out everything stops. You hmm. take your ID card off you, you can't get into the sports grounds. Yeah. You know, you have to pay for everything. You, 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 your sport's quite limited in, in City Street. Yeah. So that's where you kind of miss it a bit, I think. Yeah. You're one of the few people I've met who claims to have retired twice. <laughs> yeah, I know you're at 40. At 23 in the armed force, you have a choice of either staying on and 
being too old when you retire to get another job or retire and yeah. think about another job. And luckily I retired at 40. Okay. And then joined the police and spent 13 years in the police. Wow. 13 happy years in the police. <laughs> this was your beat round here, weren't you? Yeah. I've protected this house, I've protected a few. Yeah. On, the, on the way here, I've got the sat-nav going. He's going, here, you cut through here and he's overriding the sat-nav. <laughs> I joined the police because I thought you'd get that same ethos. Yeah. Okay. Did you? No, absolutely not. No. What there, was different? So 30 years ago, there would have been bars in the police stations. Okay. And that's where you used to have your, your, your release, you know. Yeah. And they would have sports clubs within that bar, but sure. the government decided that it was time to take away the bars because, yeah. like, like government, parliament, there's too much trouble within the bars. There never was. And as the bars shut, so did the sport. I, I found that with the with the army when I when I, I made that that same decision, I got a half pension and it was either staying for another ten years and miss like be away from 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 family and 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 then you're still going to have to get another job anyway and obviously the pension had changed quite a lot as yeah, well they took, like the pension weren't worth anything so you know I I I made the jump but I I did see that. They were starting to take little bits away, like sports afternoon wasn't yeah. there, you know, this oh, like this more civilianised type of stuff. Well, you don't ask um, like civilians to spend like years away from family yeah. and friends. Your yeah. body's knackered when you get out. You know, there's got to be a bit of a give back, you yeah. know, so well, I, I didn't notice that. I, mean, I, I take my ass off to my wife because she brought my family up. Yeah. yeah. Two kids and I was away for, out of 23 years, I was away for 18 years. And yeah. I, that's a long time. It's a long time, and I mean away. It wasn't in the country. I was away yeah. somewhere. Same so yeah. as my my granddad. My granddad was in the navy, and he said uh, when my dad was born, he then the next day he went away for eighteen months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I came back for two nine months. I did nine months away. Came back for two weeks and sailed again for another nine months. Yeah, and yeah. in that time, my wife's father died. I'm sorry, my wife's mother died. Yeah, and it puts yeah. pressures on you. So you know yeah, yeah. that that military. But you then become it well, becomes you know, normal to you. It becomes normal to yeah, you. You have a military family, and in them days, wives had a military family as well. Whereas I don't think it exists anymore, which is a shame. Which is where boot camp comes in. Yeah, you know, yeah. So change it around to that ethos. Yeah. There's like a family family core there. You know. Does your wife still go to boot camp? Uh, she did, but she's injured. Oh, okay. And um, yeah, she she kind of conned me into going. Believe it. <laughs> so <laughs> she, tell us about that. Okay, my my. my well, I got a little bit sedentary job and I sat down there paying the pounds on. Yeah. You know, I went out for a run one day, I got about a mile and a half and I'm thinking, I'm going to die here. <laughs> <laughs> and I need to do something. And at that, my wife said, look, what's here? there's an advert for BC UK 10 for 10. We had to try it, what a bargain. You know? yeah, yeah. We went and she enjoyed it more than I did, I've got to admit, because <laughs> you look round and you think, yeah, it's, it's, it's all right. It's all right. It's, it's, I'm a gym bunny, you know. Yeah, it wouldn't have been what I'm you I'm a gym used. bunny, but I got in the equipment, Rob, and I tell you what, I was dead. <laughs> 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 I was on my arse. And uh, it was my wife's confusion that kept going back, and he was dead, that kept dragging us back. And we became quite a, a, a kind of a core, core member, didn't we, with Devon and myself. We, yeah, we yeah. won Boot Camp UK as a, a, Best a, new 2019. Thank you very I, said, yeah. I, I said, I um, said, Peckham's got Dale Boy and Rodney and <laughs> England's got Posh and Bex and I've got Andy and Debbie Carter. <laughs> no, she, she kind of encouraged me to go, Rob. So, yeah. and, and I'm not looking back since because there are times when, you know, you just need that push a little bit. Yeah. And I'm getting to an age now where I can't do what I used to do and injuries are coming in, but it's just the right level for me. Yeah. But it's harder for other people and I use that to encourage other people in the group. You know, I, I know I was at that limit. I know people have got more to offer. And I might take over sometimes, but I might need it. No, it's brilliant. And it's, it's, Andy's one of them core members where, you know when you get a new person turn up, 
and you and you can tell they're nervous, and you need to you need to send them over to someone who's going to put them at ease, yeah, and make them laugh, and guide them. Andy's one of them. You know, I've got a core base of members that have been with me for ages. Yeah, you know, like people like. Well, Macca, Julie, Nikki, Kerry, Gary, Paul. I know you remember all the names. I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's an I'm like Rain Man. My names, but you know them guys. As much as they drive me bloody mad sometimes, <laughs> you know, I'll always be appreciative of all their support over the years. You know? who, who do you think's your your longest serving member? Longest serving. It's probably Chris Macker now. Yeah. It's either if he, it's either, no, it is. It's Chris Macker. You know Macker. what? He's never had boot camper of the year. Never. <laughs> no, he's never had boot camper of the year. He's never been voted for. Him. He's never had veteran of the year either. Because, <laughs> always get, because over the years, he's been sniped by someone. And I'm oh. talking like sometimes by a month. Oh. He got sniped by um, Lauren West last year. Yeah. By like a month. But this year is 100 percent on. Yeah. yeah. So what? Well, when you got out of the navy, and just thought you'd um, just uh, sit around here. Um, I was, I was, we bought a house, we bought in Cleethorpes, and um, oh. it's alright, but it's travelling backwards and forwards weekends, so yeah, you yeah. only get Saturday at home, don't you? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I went away for nine months, never sold the house, I didn't even know about it, she <laughs> went to a married quarter in Scotland, I did Falcons 82. Well, in St. Carlos, what? In the war, yeah. and I see I was on the Fairless working with four squadron war marines. Yeah, yeah. Um, and... Um, you got quite, you got in San Carlos water. Yeah, a lot of time there. And my mental health, yeah. I didn't realise how bad it was. Mm. And you don't realise, PTSD, yeah, yeah. Often, I suffered from it, I didn't realise I was yeah. bad at it until 20th anniversary of the Falklands. Yeah, yeah. But um, that's the, I say to everyone, like, we've got a lot of mates now that they, 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 they struggle big time. And that, that's why being around a community so, so um, yeah. Is it, yeah. Like you, you need to be around yeah, that. And what you don't realise is that like it doesn't happen as soon as you get out. You know, no. you can be affected, and and it happens well, long t- down, I'll down tell the road. I knew. I used to go to barbecues. And I couldn't work out why I didn't like barbecues. Yeah. And it's because of the smell of the fire. Yeah. And I used to really upset. I didn't sleep at night, and I, I'd get yeah. punchy. You know, like you do. You yeah. Get yeah. Aggressive, and I just realised one day that that's what it was. Every time there's a barbecue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Takes you right back. Yeah, it yeah. just flashbacks. A policeman round here, you know, you go to a car fire, the smell of the rubber and the car fire, mm-hmm. cars stink horrible. That's what the shit smells like when it's burning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's just the truth. Was, was it the Galahad? The Galahad. Galahad. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was in uh, Bluff Cove. Yeah, we, we did firefighting on there. Oh, did you? Yeah. And yeah. it just, you know, the ship, you see the answer, I think the answer explodes behind the ship. That yeah, was yeah. taken off our ship. Well, it, there was that, um, is it that West, wasn't it? He was on the Galahad. Yeah, Simon Western. Yeah, but. Yeah, so Western, yeah. With it, I mean, mental health and boot camp go together as well because yeah. it, it is a cleanser as well. Yeah, like I'm, I'm a massive, same as Dan, massive advocate for community and stuff, and being, being, um, being around a positive group of, uh, of people, and like doing something that's benefit, benefiting them, and it's really good for the mind and the body. Yeah. You know, um, so we're, we're massive advocates for that. You know, like. Yeah. Um, and that's why we, we do a lot with, with combat stress as yeah, well because yeah. you've got win the morning win the day with scouts as well yeah Chris, the, the, Chris Reed big shout out to him actually yeah, yeah. There's another one but, but tell look, us a little bit about what that is for people who oh right so reference. yeah I'll, I'll take the opportunity to plug Chris so one of my best mates uh, literally just about to get out of Navy PTI I met Chris because I used to play against him rugby okay. league and me and him used to fight each other all the time <laughs> um, and then you know me ended up always out after because he was he's a scouser but he lived lived in Pompey um, and me and him used to just, just hit it off um, and it doesn't help that we look alike everyone used to call us the Mitchell brothers um, and then he started an initiative during lockdown called win the morning win the day quality name by the way you can, fi- yeah, you can find him on Facebook 
Um, it's a massive group where he started off like meeting up in the morning at five and at half. Was it five? Five a.m. Walking the Golden Mile there uh, down Stokes Bay in Gosport, walking two miles and then jumping in the sea at the end. So it was like a walk and talk and then like a bit of cold water therapy at the end. And it started off, he first did it and he put it out there and he had 75 people turn up to the first one. Mm-hmm. And then other people cottoned on to it and then they started opening up all over the country. And then before wow. you knew it, BBC News was down there. Yeah, yeah. And then wow. it went international. And I don't know how many locations he's got now. Um, but off the back end of that, he's done loads of coaching stuff. Like They've, they've done all sorts. It's, it's amazing. It's such an amazing initiative. Mm-hmm. And it's just such a simple concept. Yeah. yeah. And it was at a time when it was needed. Yeah, so it's like what people needed at the time, wasn't it? it? I think everyone lost their sense of purpose. And I think yeah. it just, it brought back. And I, I say it all the time, you know, exercise, yeah. regardless of how insignificant, is the most underutilised antidepressant there yeah. is. And yeah. food is the most, and alcohol and drugs are the most overutilised yeah. antidepressant. Yeah. Which, yeah. you know, I think everyone agrees with that. Well, arguably they can be depressants. Oh, is that yes? Yeah, what I mean, the depressants. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's, it's like people. No, sorry. Food and alcohol and stuff are the most obvious. Like anxiety, drug. Like yeah. you know, when people feel like crap, straight to the yeah, fridge, comfy. straight to the bottle. Everyone's done it. I used to do it when I was stressing out when I yeah. first left the army. My first go-to was a bottle of scotch. And I'll do a bottle of scotch a week easily. Well, I was going to say, thank goodness you had a week down. Yeah. You bottle of scotch a day, you get right filled. Yeah. What's wrong with my kids? My missus will tell you, I used to, I used to easily, it didn't matter, Monday yeah. night, Tuesday <laughs> night, I'd, 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 I'd wang scotch in. No, well, I mean, my my dad still still does, and, and, and he can do a bottle of scotch in a night. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it is, yeah. Several years, several decades of yeah. heavy drinking, but it's yeah. it yeah, becomes so reliant on it. But exercise, you can get involved with it, you can, but you do have to keep working at it to keep it being an antidepressant. I think you have to be consistent. Yeah. That's it's so thing, easy yeah. to kind of. But I look, um, I look at boot camp like an addiction. Yeah, you know, and I, I mean, unfortunately, I have to miss Saturdays and Sundays because I'm a grandfather now. <laughs> Beautiful children, <laughs> and uh, my time's taken with them on this weekend. But to miss that Saturday killed me. Because okay. the sessions I needed was three sessions. Yeah. You know, the, way, the way I look at it, I look at it is like your routine, you can get into a good routine yeah. where you're, you're being surrounded with good people. You're doing like, um, it doesn't really matter what exercise you're doing, you're doing yeah. some form of exercise. You, you know, we're not elite athletes, we're not going to the Olympics, but doing some form, it's good for the mind, mind and body, yeah. being around good people and just being and do consistent. You know like, do you know what I like with boot camp? There's big efforts, but no big egos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's, there's nobody, gym bunnies, there's no gym bunnies yeah, down yeah. there who no. take it over. It's yeah. the whole group, and if someone's struggling, everyone so, brings that person. Yeah, it's all the same level. Yeah, I say I've said it at boot camp a couple of times. I say it on live videos and stuff. I say it to my guys that are trained like in the army. You need to make exercise, and I think this goes for everybody, even if they don't come to boot camp, even if you're listening to this and you and you aren't going to the gym, regardless of how little or how much you do, you need to make exercise as part of your daily routine mm. or weekly routine yeah, as yeah. brushing your teeth. Because yeah. if you don't brush your teeth in the morning, you know that you ain't brushed yeah. your teeth in the morning. <laughs> if you don't brush your teeth for three days, you know, and everyone around you... like a bear shat. Yeah, every, every, everybody, yeah. <laughs> on, everyone, know. Knows that you everyone knows that you haven't brushed your teeth. <laughs> and that's the analogy I use. Because yeah. if I don't go to the gym for a week, I just... I'll, like, prime example, just got married in Cyprus. Ten days all inclusive. Oh, I was whacking it in. If I don't go to the gym for a week, it looks like you haven't gone to the gym anyway. 
If I went on holiday for 10 days and I just ate and drank myself mm. to excess and when I got back I felt awful and I'll just then just go to the gym <laughs> and then when I got and then when I got back I just thought to myself like how do people do there's people that do this all the time yeah and I've never understood that but yeah. you just take it for granted I think don't do what I like, do what I like. newly married and still happy yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah you remember that didn't you that particular avenue 37 years ago I was happy <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> will she listen to this yeah she will she, she's desperate she, she, she was going live podcast she'd be on there now going live. <laughs> yeah. is that just to kind of check up on what you're saying yeah. or? I mean I, 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 I'll still be Deb up if you want for Deb I want to be going to boot camp yeah. and, uh, and um, Deb wishes she'd go back but she's knackered she's found other things she's found swimming new bloke <laughs> <laughs> but yeah other than the new, than the new bloke bit, I think um, yeah it's not sometimes as long as you're doing something yeah, and even and, if it's and, just increased with it Robbie you find people who do the three days a week will do running as well in between yeah. you know, we've got Kerry she's like a oh a Kerry Hunt yeah. she's possessed she, that woman yeah. would do seven days she's got three kids that are, are quite demanding on her life and yeah. between her and Paul I I call them the Von Trapp fan yeah, they're, 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 from Sound of Music I can't keep up with how many kids we used to do the Zoom quizzes yeah and they'd have like you know you see people on the screen sat on the sofa like Gogglebox in it go with her family it's like Marwell's Zoom she's got like three kids her and Paul Two dogs, a parrot, a chimpanzee. The parrot sounds from the questions. Yeah, honestly, and I always say that, and I always say to her, hats off to Kerry because to balance everything. She was running marathons between. Yeah, yeah she ran. What did she do? Five in five days. Five. Yeah, she, yeah, it was, uh, and she started with Charlotte. Charlotte Bryan. Yeah, Charlotte Hitchcock. Hitchcock. Yeah, yeah. yeah. an extra one from Fairham. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. But I'll, I'll, I'll do um, my little bit of background of, of Dan if you want. Yeah, so yeah. Um, yeah, so I met Dan out in Afghan. That was where me and Dan, Dan first met. Was it two thousand eleven? Was it two thousand ten? I was in um, I was at Sixth Battalion Remy, and I was yeah. in I was, I was working in Free Armoured Company. Yeah. Which is still the best time of my life, my military career. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, was I, I, I was with a belt of a unit. And he was with Eight Field. Yeah, which is 16 Air Assault Battalion. Where everyone hated him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, so it, and then he got loaned out to us because we were short. And then we just hit it off straight yeah. away. Well, yeah, so I, obviously I, went in, I moved over to the, the, the Mastiff um, with, with, with Dan and obviously I, through my army career I hadn't really met anyone from Portsmouth really you don't it, it's really filled with northerners isn't it really yeah. what's a Mastiff for people who aren't military oh like, so yeah it's a big armoured vehicle it's a massive armoured vehicle yeah like it, like we, we it used to get blown blown up all the time yeah they're it? honestly the best bit of kit I've yeah, ever worked what, what on what, what everyone used to end up doing is they'd see like an IED or an explosive and they would purposely drive over it it's called Armour Barmer. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Barmer, yeah. in is where you use like these metal detector things okay, metal detector. to find IEDs. But they Blokes, just... when they were lazy, just used to go, just use yeah. Armour Barmer, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than getting out and getting a metal detector out and, and have a look for it, they would literally drive over because they knew that, that, that this, these vehicles would, would stand the blast. You know, like, you're probably not going to see that in a coaching manual. <laughs> they were so well made, and, you, and they were American made by a company called Force Protection. Yeah. And you know what Americans are like with the military. Yeah. Like when I did my uh, Mastiff course, they showed us this presentation, and it showed the factory, and it was proper like stars and stripes. Like 
Each engineer of force protection has a picture of an American serviceman in there. And it's like, everyone's got like a picture of an American serviceman in their toolbox. And it's like some guy like saluting it. You know, you know what America's like. It was like that. But there was, and then we were lucky enough, they had um, American civvies working out yeah, in Africa. Yeah, they were good. They were good. That were working with us. Yeah. That were like just the gurus of this bit of kit. And, yeah. You know, and working with them boys was, it was class, wasn't it? Yeah, it was I say good. it all the time. If Afghan, if, if I could go back to Afghan, and it was the same as when same we people, went. Yeah, yeah. Same people, same crowd. I'd go. To, I'd go back yeah, tomorrow. It, yeah, it was good, and we we had a good bunch. You know, a lot, a lot, obviously, Jade. A lot, a lot of them come down for your your um, engagement and stuff, and like JD and stuff. And um, but we had we had we had a good we had a good bunch. There. Obviously, we we you live in each other's pockets. You know, over I think we was out there for about seven eight months as well. Yeah, seven, yeah. yeah, seven. Um, so you live in each other's pockets. You. Um, uh, and yeah, so then then when we then when we came back, I I went off went to Germany and stuff, and then I, I obviously Dylan was born, so I wanted to post him, which is, is fairly local. So they got me posted to Borden, um, which is obviously just down the A3 and stuff. And I got I went there, and then Dan Dan was in the in the gym down there, so you know. Um, nice surprise. Yeah, not surprised that, and then and then we went. Ah. I'm in love, I'm living. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sleeping back to soldiers. But that's what I was going to touch on as well. That's, this is one of the good things about that. I'll, I'll be forever grateful to Bootcamp UK for is because it's one of them. It's, it's let me stay connected to yeah. army friends. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because I, there's a lot of blokes that I was really good mates with, particularly like from the rugby league team. I don't see them anymore. Never see yeah, any. Yeah. There's only a select few. Yeah. Um, I'll I mean, be there. And it, and we and we are all connected. So obviously, me and Dan done a couple of postings together. We was out in Afghan together. Then obviously, he was close to Gaz Kennedy because they're in the gym together. Obviously, Gaz is heavily involved in Bootcamp UK as well. Um, and then Gaz was posted with Andreas, so they were in uh, yeah. in older shop together. And Andreas was in older shop with Jay De Silva. Yeah, so Jay, Jay De Silva was then their PT core bloke, who then uh, Andreas and Gary used to work for. Um, so we're all interconnected uh, th- uh, that way, you know. So it, that, it is good that, you know, it, it does get a little bit like military ba- banter on our instructors' group. Yeah, it's good. Just, uh, and it's good. And it's, it's, that's, that's what's good about having, like Andy was saying, the client base that we've got. Like, having all the military there, it's brilliant. It's a good vibe. And I think the, the sort of thing that we offer does attract that sort of character. Yeah. yeah. Um, good you know, and the majority of our instructors are ex-servicemen, or yeah. women. Like, you yeah. know, I, I'm lucky... Where I am, I've got the picker, I've got salt and Colin, I'll just dip into them and you know, you always get really, really good navy PTIs that yeah. are just eager. Navy. There's the rivalry up. Yeah, so yeah. just just a shout out to them like Los Neeson. That's what I was gonna say, go through so like let's just have a look at um some of the instructors that are you that have worked with over this time now, because obviously you've been going for for a long time, now. Yeah, Scouts. Scouts, Reeves. Who, who was it? Who when you when you first started? Who was, was there anyone that was working with you? I worked. Then? I worked on my own for ages, yeah. didn't I, Andy? Until yeah. I brought someone on, and then I had I had Chris Reeves. Chris Reeves. Uh, Wids. Um, oh, um, he come. He come over good, and, good and moved over yeah, to yeah, Fairham. He's, he's moved back up north now. Yeah, he's got he posting good, up north. He's a good instructor. Loz McCarthy, Loz. Scouts Loz, Navy PTI, absolute legend of the game. Can't believe. No, no, that wasn't Loz McCarthy. Loz Neeson. Scottish Loz. Sorry, Loz Neeson. Loz Neeson. She joined the navy no she she was in the army in the signals originally yeah and then she's tra- <laughs> she transferred <laughs> yeah. to the navy in fact that she was seasick so that went south <laughs> and then she left and then, yeah and then she's just had a little girl called freya yeah, yeah. um she's married to jamie who's a navy diver yeah. so hopefully one day she'll turn up back in the fold 
Well, um, obviously, she come over to the fair and she's running, so obviously Rob will know Liam Neeson. Loz, Loz Neeson, yeah. And many certain skills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, yeah, she's, um, she's good. And then, obviously, you've got Jolene now. Jolene's um, a new one. But before that as well, I had a guy called Rob Baldwin, and he used to be a client. Yeah. Okay. And then he was with me from the day one when I started in, in the rain, when I had about four people, no kit. Yeah. A speaker oh. I borrowed off someone, no van. He started with me then and then he progressed through and then he said, like, I want to go do my PT stuff and then he ended up working for me, which is mega. Yeah. Like, to see someone do that and then still be yeah. there. So that was good. And I've just had a new girl start called Jolene, who's just, she's added so much value. Um, she's just absolutely covered in tattoos, really unique looking. She's Every, not all the girls, is she? No, no, no. she's. She used and and the reason I like Jolene is because she's been there. Yeah. She was like she won't mind me saying this. She was massively overweight. When yeah. you look at photos of her like five years ago, you wouldn't think it was her. And she just turned her life around. And she's testament to what you can do, which is why I think she's so inspiring to people. Yeah. yeah. People we've also, resonates with people. Like, yeah. But also as well, like me and Pete were talking about this the other day. We've got, it goes round circle. We got two guys at work. There's one guy that works with me now, Chaz. He was a regimental sergeant major in the PT corps. Like 16 air assault, like um, um, it was 16 air assault, regimental sergeant major. So like you know, when me and Pete was in the army, if we were if we were naughty, that's when we'd have to get sent to, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and then we've got another guy who's just started with me, and he's yeah. doing a lot of work for Pete called yeah. Scott Ashley, um, yeah. ex Royal Marines, went through the non commissioned ranks, then commissioned to major, and I think when he left, he was a lieutenant colonel, yeah, yeah. and he's, he's, he's got an MBE, and now yeah. he's working. Yeah, for us, and, but, and and he loves it. But he's keen. He's keen. Like, yeah. he, like me and him sit down. We talk about some of the events, and like you know, he's we, he he's gonna he's gonna be a massive part of us moving forward. And that yeah. like, he's really invested in the Blanchard Trophy yeah, next yeah, year, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, you know, he, he we always have a chat about what we do because I I want. Uh, well, stand be the same as me. I want instructors to think outside the box, you know, rather than just go through and just do the basic. Think outside the box. What what else can you add? And if you've got a really good idea, pitch that idea to me, and we'll do it. Yeah. You know, and Scott's Scott's testament to that as well. Like, so for the Highland Games, you know, I was I said to him, I said, look, you know, what 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 events or what other big thing can we do? Um, and he said, well, well let's do the Highland Games, and I, I loved it. I absolutely loved that idea. Sc- Scottish themed, get a bagpipe player down, do all the different um, Highland Games, and um, yeah, so that'd be a feature of next that'd year. That'd be a bit. Well, that'd be good one for you, Andy, with your kilt and nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Royal yacht and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot yeah. of skits on the Royal yacht. But then with so with Scott as well, like just touching on what Andy was talking about with the PTSD bit. Like Scott will, won't mind me saying it. Scott suffers with PTSD. Yeah. yeah. Um, he was up in right. London um, yesterday doing a big talk on yeah. it as well, and he does a lot with Royal Marines charities and combat stress. There's a lot of charity work. He did a twenty. He did a. He did twenty four spins in twenty four hours not so long ago, wow. um, which is a massive testament there. And he, he's very very committed and in you know with invested in, in the combat stress raising money stuff that we do. Yeah. Do you know what he can't do? What's that? He can't park his van. Have you seen the thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just oh, it's 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 so embarrassing. Method of training is good, you know, is that yeah, he, um, to, to the point. 
eat and you know what's really humbling for me is he always says it to me all the time I'm sure he said it to Pete as well is it's how much it's helping him with his yeah, mental yeah. health yeah he's, he's, he's even said that to some of the members yeah, yeah. he yeah. said you know, he comes off sessions and he's like I love it he goes you, know, you have no idea how much is this helping yeah. me and yeah. it takes feedback as well because he always asks I've had a good session this time yeah. you know, and I think that's fantastic yeah. 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 sometimes feedback from the client is good but then, yeah but then that that also shows uh, the community that we've created and the positive community yeah. if that if the, if the instructor because I, I still I still buzz off some sessions like when you come off some session you know like um, because of where everyone's had banter with you yeah, and everyone's training hard you've got pumping tunes and then you know it is a, it is a great it's environment it's good yeah, it's it a great environment yeah some modern music does me yeah. <laughs> give me some madness any time you want to that boom boom bang yeah. bang yeah. can we call you some brother of man thank you very much yeah. what I found really interesting about what we've just spoken about is we've heavily talked about the military influence um but there's so many of our members who have no connection to the military, yeah. but have found um, perhaps some of the discipline that's come across from from you guys, and some of the kind of the battle PTI sessions in particular, uh, you know, really eye opening and, and inspiring. You know, this is not just for people who have um, come out of the forces and are looking to get fit again. This is this is frequently the case for everyone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like it, it it gives people an insight into the. Um, the bond that you get with people, it, and not so much in summer, but in winter, because when you know when when you're doing your job and you know and Andy, well Andy was on ship and stuff, but you know when you're in the field in the <laughs> when you're in the field in the army, there's loads of times when you're cold and you're wet and you're tired and you're hungry and you're fredders, and for fredders means you're just pissed off basically for anyone yeah. who doesn't know. And then there's loads of times when you're all of the all of the above. Ninety um, percent of the time you're all of the above. And I think, you know, it, it's that, that's when the strongest friendships are forged because you've, you've got nothing else to do but laugh about it yeah. and make, make a joke about it. And I think, you know, then the reason people find so much belonging is because they're all in it together. Yeah, yeah. And like when they're cold and they're wet and they're muddy and they're rolling around on the floor, like Andy was saying, and everyone's just cracking up. Yeah. And you think to yourself, like, you know, some people would never have ever done that before if it wasn't for it. And like, and I, that's the only way I can sort of relate. That well, it's one way, sorry, I can relate it to the military. Like when you're tired, wet, cold, and hungry, and then at boot camp, you're tired, wet, and cold. But you're not on your own. No. You've got everyone around you in the same boat, and then it's just a laugh. All you do is just laugh about it. Yeah. And I think that's a really big thing. It's massive. It was, uh, you know, one of the things that pulled me in. Yeah, uh, you know, I started in, in. You know, October, November time in 2020 before we went into that November lockdown. And I enjoyed the muddy element, the being outside and the being dark and everybody still being in teams and, and helping each other out. You know, that's... It was weird. You could get to know people in the dark almost better because people yeah. were... Yeah. And do you know what you can do? Well, you can loaf. <laughs> <laughs> you lay in no, the mud, get muddy. Nah. See how you can turn up in a black, like, <laughs> yeah. black ninja yeah. suit yeah. just yeah. like in the background. Yeah. We've got more floodlights now. You have a sailing spot, wetter the better. Yeah. You've got a puddle, get in that puddle. Yeah. But, and that's one of the questions I get asked all the time. Like, because a lot of people, the majority of people start in the summer, like, so they come out and they ask me what happens when it rains. Yeah. I'm like, well, you get wet. If they ain't raining, ain't raining. Concilia. 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 Sorry, concilia. And I said to her, you know, in the winter, it's even better. We're in the rain. We're in the, we're in the rain. <laughs> yeah. What? 
Want indoors? Yeah. No. no, no. This, this, what, just, this what, is what you see. This is what you get. Yeah. Yeah. I'm wetter. I just point to my van and it's like <laughs> outdoor fitness. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't have like a magnetic thing that says I N. My one aim this year is to keep her going into the winter. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and if she and she. But we, yeah, I've got, I've, I've got a few, I've got a few members like that. I, mean, I remember having a, a, a conversation with Charlie Wilkes, and um, that was exactly the time when she started saying, "Oh, what happens?" When it rains, it's like, well, you, you get wet. <laughs> um, what happens when, like, when the light goes? We've got floodlights. Yeah. And then um, she's like, well, I wouldn't do it in the rain. But like Charlie does not miss a session now, does he? And I remind, her, I remind her about it all the time. I I always, do you remember uh, telling yeah. me that when you wouldn't be able to do it in the rain? And she doesn't miss a session. Dad's still got, like, got 10 pence slots in there. Not enough 10 pence in the session. They always go. Yeah, yeah. I, um, we rely yeah. on the guys playing rugby in the... Yeah, we're lucky <laughs> in that respect. I, I always say the same, the same thing as... Like, uh, I don't want to think about it now. As you get to the back end of September and then dark evenings coming, I always say the same thing, mantra, every year, the last six years. There's three things that get you through winter. The right gear, the, the your positive mental attitude and your mates. Yeah. yeah. If you've got all them three, three things, winter's a breeze. But what I what I say to as well, like I sometimes I enjoy the winter a lot more mm. because um in like you know, you look at all sports, you look at football, rugby, it's all played during the winter because it's too hot to do it in the summer. And and that's what I, I I say to to everyone like in summer sometimes when it's really hot we have to stop it quite a lot give a lot more yeah. water breaks whereas you know there's a saying in 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 the army in that like you know if you're cold just get moving like and yeah. and, and that's that we're only cold we, we have a saying in the navy if you're cold go below decks have a cup of tea <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe we've just spent ten or fifteen minutes talking about winter in yeah you know, at the end of July yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's coming Rob it's coming it's coming yeah, Rob well, yeah nah yeah but um. But it'd be, yeah, so yeah, it, it's um, it's good, and um, like that, Dan was um, uh, through my process of going and starting my location, Dan, Dan was a massive help as well. So, I, I um, basically I asked Dan, you know, what the process is, and and you know, like members' base, and and you know, who comes down, and it was um, it's a really good selling point for me coming in and doing what I do and like now me and Dan work together on a lot a lot so of stuff so. there's two more things I want to cover um, one of which is Dan what would you say your vision is for gospel going forward you've been established a while now you're the longest standing one in our you know collection of boot camps down this part of, of England but what where do you want to take it next I just want it I just want to have um, something that's an out an outdoor uh, my vision is to have some of this out, outdoor fitness that's doing whatever, or what, not, what everyone else isn't doing. Sorry, it's a bit tongue-tied there. And what's really helped with that that vision is is my partnership with Gospel Fair and Rugby Club. Yeah. Um, Tell us a bit about that. So it took me a while, but I used to play for Gospel Fair when I was like since I was a kid. Scott was a uh, coach then, wasn't he? Scott used to be my coach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Scott Ashley was talking about earlier. Tiny world. Yeah. Um, and he, you know. I was trying to develop a relationship with him for ages, and for whatever reason, it didn't. It didn't come off. Um, and like Andy said, we used to like use the same, like ground as like where the kids trained. So yeah. I ruffled a few feathers there. But the only reason I did that is because when I first started up, the council told me I couldn't use the hard standing, where the basketball court is over okay. the other side of the park. Um, and I didn't have access to the park with my van at that point either. So I had no choice really. But then when we had a bit of a hoo-ha and then we ended up moving over, it sort of like built bridges again with the club. 
And then since it's had a bit of a turn of the wheel in terms of like management and the new chairman and stuff, um, I've got a really, really good working relationship with them. They're so supportive of everything I do. Um, and I sponsored them for an undisclosed figure. Uh, and they let me have use of their compound. I've got a new ISO container put in there. So now I've got three ISO containers that I can fill with kit. Great. Um, I've saved loads of money um, when we was in lockdown because of the generosity of all my members. And I thought, there's no way I'm keeping that. So what I did, I just invested all of that back into it. And I got a massive trailer from a guy in Bournemouth for like three grand, which was an absolute bargain for what I got. Um, if you've seen it, it's huge. And then my goal is to just fill them ISO containers with kit. And we've got stuff that like you wouldn't see on any other classes. And my, my aim now is just to keep buying every month. I buy five bits of new stuff. Okay. Um, and that so goes those containers. Yeah, so just to keep it fresh. And I just want to really, really invest. Like, And the best thing about having Pete around the area as well and all the parks is we're not in competition with each other. No, no, no that's it's, very much come across this it's year. It's like, it, you know, I don't, it's not... All right, and we have the competitions, and it's like, oh, Farrow versus Waterloo. But me and Pete, we aren't in competition with each no, other. It's like, you know, we're a team, and anything we do, like Pete, I have an idea, and I go, yeah, I like, we can do this with that, or we can do that, and we work together on everything. Yeah, and then it, and then it adds value to all of our members' base. So like, we're stronger together. You know, like because if you try and keep keep we we look we look we're looking to put massive events that no one no, like no other outdoor fitness is going to do you know and we are going to well we've already achieved it really you know like yeah. I don't see any other outdoor boot camps putting on live music festivals yeah I don't see them putting on boxing shows you know no. I don't see anything but like it's going to get crazy over next year so just fast get yourself out. strapped in yeah, yeah. Dan yeah, yeah so, about so Gilbert was one of my like stalwart members bravest man I've ever known yeah, so, yeah. Um, so we approached very very like Honestly, uh, he, uh, he used to, he's kind of did, did a lot of stuff for combat stress. Um, was at every single session he could be. He was paramedic. Um, he'd be working a night shift on a Friday and he'd no sleep, turn up, crack a session on a Saturday morning before he went to bed. Probably one of the most selfless people I've ever met. And um, then he, he contracted bowel cancer, which was, you know, it always, it always happens to the best people. And this was a prime example of that. Anyway, he contracted bowel cancer. He had to take some time out. And he started going into remission. Um, and then it came back again. And I, I remember I remember saying to him, I, I had a conversation with him on the phone, and I, I said, um, you know, if you kick this, mate, I said, I'll give you membership for life. I said, because, uh, you know, I'm so impressed with everything you're doing. And I've never known anyone in the face of like something like that to be so positive. And then just one day, he just... Um, he phoned me up. I was, I was on FaceTime, actually. He phoned me up and he just said, look, mate, I just, I just need to let you know that um, you know, I'm not going to be able to take you up on that um, lifetime membership. Mm. And obviously I knew. And I started getting upset. But then he was laughing and stuff. And he was just like, yeah, I've just sat here watching Formula 1 and making everyone do everything for me. And I went, well, what do you mean? And he's like, yeah, he goes, I reckon I've got about a week. Wow. And I was like, oh. And then... Um, I just said bye to him and said thanks for everything and that night I had a gig at the rugby club a singing gig and I dedicated a song to him this is at like quarter past eight at night I dedicated a song it was I'm Still Standing by Elton John and I sang it I absolutely went for it and I said before I sang it like this is for one of my members this is what's happening like Gilbert like you know I love you and all that and then I, as, I, as I finished I had a break after that song because it was a bit emotional and I walked off 
And then Macca, one of my members, came up to me and went, um, he died at eight o'clock. Wow. And I was just like, <sighs> so. But yeah, I, I spoke I, to Pete, yeah. and we've got a bench going on. We've raised a load of money, and there's a bench going in, um, going in Gosport Park for him, yeah, right yeah. next to where we train. And his wife's going to unveil it for us, which would be really nice. But I, I'll need to say something about South Central Ambulance Service, about his funeral. Please do. Was like, I don't like to think of them when I die, but if I have a funeral like that man had, I will be so... Like, well, I'd be in the cloud somewhere or down there. I don't know. <laughs> I'd definitely be happy about it either way. And, it, and he had. Um... That, that's the guy he was, though, because I missed a few sessions. And the first thing he did was text me straight away. Yeah. Are you okay? Yeah. 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 So, I'd, I'd only met him a few a few times when he'd come to some of the Interpark challenges and that. But he was just such, such a. You know, you could have a like just a nice conversation yeah. with him and he was such an approachable guy. So I met him. And then when, when, I, when I heard about it, no, the, I immediately said, look, well, let's rename this, this trophy. It's an annual trophy that we're going to do every year. Um, and then it is something that the, the, the boot camps can, can um, compete for. And then it's a legacy for them as well, you know. Um, yeah. So, we, uh, yeah, big shout out. Let, 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 let's, um, let's get some gospel competing for that as well. Yeah, yeah I think that would be really special. Oh, so, 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 so it's called, it's called the Gilbert Hall yeah, yeah, I spoke to Gilbert's wife. She's going to present that to the winning team yeah. this year. Great. But like, is like going back to his funeral. Like, honestly, South Central Ambulance Service. He must have had. I'm not even kidding. Like, 150, 200 paramedics in wow. full rig at his funeral as a guard of honour, and that was like, and and then our, over the net of all the and this is what got me um, over the net um, across all the all the ambulances and stuff in the area it come over and I stood in front of one of the paramedics bikes and it come over the radio you know paramedic said his service number Gilbert Hall was just signed out of his final shift and I was like yeah. and that got me big time yeah. bravest man I've ever met in my life easily wow.